Welcome to part two of Better Sleep, Better Life uh, with Erin Telness. And we're going to continue talking about the importance of sleep to work-life wellness. And Erin, I'm going to ask you, did you notice any positive changes or trends when it came to sleep habits throughout this pandemic? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Laura. Thank you so much. So with the pandemic, when we control for the stress and anxiety that comes with it, people had less demanding schedules which at times result in people having better sleep routines and habits. So, and also in addition to not having to commute, provided people the opportunity to get better sleep because they got, they got those hours back, right? And so it allowed people to relax into a bit of a more contained routine, right? And so I think another thing to note too is like, as we move into the world where the pandemic is more and more behind us, it's important to manage our schedules and establish a healthy balance of uptime and downtime. So ultimately, I don't know how many clients I've talked to about this. It's like manage your schedule, right? Like, cause some clients and, and many people, they cope with stresses by being busy. And so, but ultimately an overstretched schedule can result in stress, which can negatively impact sleep experiences. So again, it's finding that balance, and that's where that's where wellness lives, right? Especially when it relates to sleep. Exactly. So, I guess, how specifically can people maintain some of these benefits that they've gotten of of having more sleep or better sleep routines during the pandemic, post pandemic? So, what what can they do? Yeah. No. Great question. So, what I what I would suggest is. If your organization is able to, if you find it valuable, really leaning into this flexible work style, this hybrid work model, where you might not have to commute every day of the week, where you can stay at home and work from home if you still find yourself productive, because then you're going to be able to manage any sleep that, that might come when you are commuting. So you can kind of get caught up on sleep. So, and, and ultimately, because we're transitioning back in, we're kind of, we're kind of going from it's a term in psychology called tabula rasa. It's blank slate. And so what that means is like everything was stripped away when we're in isolation, when we're in quarantine. So now as we integrate in, it's being very conscious and cognizant of what we're including back into our routines and not everything isn't default anymore. So it's like, it's really weighing in. It's like, is this going to add value or is this going to add stress to me? If it's going to add stress, then maybe I don't add it back into my schedule. It's going to add value, great, right? And really being again, conscious of what you're including in your schedule and, and what you're involved in during your uptimes. I love that blank slate concept. And I always say every day, every month, every year, there's always a chance to review what you have on your, your list and your plate and being yeah. much more intentional and conscious about your yeses and your nos. Um, so, uh, and another question I have is that I know with some of us, some people used drinking as a way to ease stress during the pandemic, but I know that's a double-edged sword, having more to drink um, when you're stressed or when you're having to isolate, etc. obviously will have impacts on your sleep. And I'm curious how that works. You know, to what extent does alcohol relax you before bed? So having a nightcap, as, as some people call it, versus disrupt your sleep, Aaron? Yeah. So, 
So alcohol is one of those tricky things because it's so accepted across society. It's like, hey, yeah, this is going to help me. And, I'm, and it, yeah, it might just be one drink at night. It might be a nightcap, right? Like, no big deal. It's not like you're, you're binge drinking or anything like that. But unfortunately, like any alcohol that we consume, as it relates to sleep, it's going to disrupt it. And so what it does is it actually limits our ability to get into deep sleep, into deep, restful, restorative. You might have heard this like REM sleep. Where, where all that kind of recovery and rejuvenation occurs, right? We kind of, after we consume alcohol, we kind of land in this mid zone where we're getting a bit of sleep, but it's not as high quality as we want. And then, so, and unfortunately, it's not just a one kind of night thing. So, so you drink, then we have to handle the hangover the next day, which comes with that is the booze blues or, or low mood or depressed state as well as anxiety and stress that just comes from our body processing the alcohol that it's consumed. So with that lower mood, with the anxiety, that too can disturb sleep as well because your body is more activated and less in a kind of a homeostatic balance, which that's what we're looking for when we're trying to get high quality sleep is to find that homeostasis, that balance, that equilibrium in our body and our mind. I just love, I love that word, homeostasis. Yes, absolutely yeah. a great, a great word to remember. So Aaron, in this podcast, we talk about work-life wellness and what that looks like to, in each interview, actually. So what does work-life wellness look for you personally, look like in your life, Aaron? Yeah, thank you. So, so for me, like work-life wellness really centers around making sure my work time supports my life through a flexible and hybrid schedule and a work style. So that ultimately I can focus on taking care of my basic needs day to day, getting high quality sleep, eating well, spending time with my fiance, getting up exercise, exercise and outdoor time throughout the year. So I'm, I really enjoy the work that I do. But again, if I don't balance it, then I'm going to feel again, out of, out of that wellness state. So I, I really strive to make sure that I can find a way that when my work supports my life ultimately. And then when I'm happy in life, I'm going to be even more effective and, and more, more productive in my work time too. So it benefits kind of myself and all the clients and organizations I work with when I'm able to achieve that balance. Great. So when you think, Aaron, of a time when it's been really challenging to manage your work-life wellness, how did you work through overcoming that challenge? Because we we all go through those patches. And, and how do you get yourself back on track? Yeah, great. So one thing is, is, is my, one of my greatest challenges is my predisposition to overwork. I'm a bit of a workaholic at times, so I'm always kind of pulled to that default. And so, and I, and I like to stretch myself too thin quite, quite often in my, in, in a pursuit of success. And, and like I, like I spoke of in our, in our last podcast, right, that drive for productivity and growth and all of that. And so over the years, I've worked to overcome this challenges, challenge by being mindful of my schedule and my needs outside of work and also doing my own kind of behavioral experiments, right, where I found that when I take care of myself and put my energy into my focus is outside of work. I'm much happier, motivated, more productive in my work and with the organizations and clients that I'm that I'm working with. So it's not something that I think will ever be totally under the bridge. It's something that's going to constantly come up because I'm pretty driven and, and success oriented. So it's again striving to recognize that there are high priorities outside of work 
and to really focus and be mindful of how how beneficial it can be to pay attention to that and be mindful of both sides of that equation. Exactly. So I know that you're an avid learner. I've always admired that about you, Aaron. You're always listening to podcasts, reading, looking at research, etc. So what's one book and one podcast that you'd recommend to people who want to dive deeper into the sleep issue and develop better work-life wellness or both? So I'm a, as the reason we're talking today, I'm a huge, huge sleep nerd. And, and so there's someone out there who's even more of a sleep nerd than I am. And again, there's many people, but one of, one of the greatest books I, I really stress that people read because it's really well written and it's, it's, it's spoken to really eloquently, but also really accessibly is Why We Sleep by Dr. Matt Walker. So you can actually see some of his talks on, he, he was interviewed in the Joe Rogan podcast. He also has his own podcast, which again, I would stress it's, it's brand new. Um, it's called The Sleep, the Sleep Diplomat. And, and he's just kind of underway with it. And then because again, I'm an avid reader and I'm a huge kind of self-help um, advocate is there's also another book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And so Atomic Habits can, is a really kind of generalized look at habit formation. And, and it really speaks to the underpinning psychology of habits. And so with that book paired with like trying to get better sleep and create better routines and habits for yourself, I think it can, it can be really, really beneficial. That's great. Yeah, I've, I definitely have Atomic Habits. Um, my mentor recommended that as well. Um, and I have it on Audible. Yeah. So so thank you. But uh, again, the name of that sleep yeah. podcaster is Matt, what? Yeah, his name is Dr. Matt Walker. And this okay. the podcast is called Sleep Diplomat. Okay, awesome. So Matt Walker, Sleep Diplomat. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes as well for everyone, as well as the blog article that Perfect. comes out on this episode. And any other books or podcasts you want to recommend while we have you here, Aaron? Oh, I'll have to take some time to think to think a bit more about it. I'll send you I'll send you some some of my thoughts and some additional books after we wrap here today. Lovely. And when it comes to mindfulness, I mean, you've mentioned mindfulness or meditation, any apps there or anything that would help people with sleep that you've come across? So there is an app out there. It's called, it's called CBTI and it's, it supports individuals in cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia which can be really really beneficial and again i got a whole bunch swirling around in my mind so mm -hmm. give me some time and i'll send them your way you can put them in the speaker notes as well and yeah i think there's there's a handful out there i know there's the calm app which is pretty well known and it's really really good at providing opportunities to to reflect be mindful and also relax and so it, it actually can help you create those good healthy habits as well Awesome. Thank you so much, Aaron. And we will put those in that blog article that, that gets released as well after your episode. So what would you do if you didn't need to sleep, Aaron, and you could get back that time? 
however much you sleep and you said anywhere between six to 10 hours is a, in our last episode, depending on the person, um, eight is not necessarily the catch all number for all of us. But if you got however many hours back at night, what would you do with that extra time? Oh, yeah. So I'm a bit of a dreamer, a bit of a, bit of an explorer. So what I would ultimately do is, is I, I put my toes in every beach I could in, in the world. Like I would, yeah, see every, every body of water I could and just sit and, and enjoy that time around water. Cause I'm a huge, huge, my, my soul is pulled to water and the beach. All right. I love the beach too. I haven't been in so long. <laughs> um, I mean the, the, the tropical beach in particular. Uh, so uh, my last question is what is one wish uh, you would have for a better world when it comes to human beings, work and lives? Yeah. So when I think about this question, it's, it's really this idea like that work and life are seamlessly integrated and, and, and that were that both support health and happiness in each realm. We eliminate that attentional tug of war that often happens, right? Like even, even as we've discussed this podcast and the previous one, it's we're constantly trying to find that balance, find that time to sleep, to to work, to have life, right? And so my wish would be, yeah, that there would be no more tug of war. It would just be seamlessly integrated. And I think in this day and age, we're getting closer to that as we see more of the, the hybrid work, the flexible work schedule start to come out and become more popularized, as well as like the four-day work week, which is, again, something that's starting to percolate in, in our collective minds. I think the sooner we can get to that, that seamless integration, the easier our lives get, the more beneficial, the more enjoyable they get. And so, yeah, that would be my wish. And it's really fun to work with you at Work Evolution and Humans on this whole notion of hybrid work and helping organizations transition to that. And I'm so looking forward to this uh, continuing. I think it'll really improve many lives. And I'm glad that we've been at the forefront of that, Aaron, uh, with the work that we've been doing. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I can't. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful, amazing work to do. And I, I love helping, helping clients and organizations really kind of trudge forward and move through to that leading edge of, of a really kind of new era of work. Well, well put. And thank you so much for your time today and, and being on this Where Work Meets Life podcast with me, Erin. You've shared a lot of really good tips and resources and personal uh, experiences and, and for that, we really thank you. And I think that there is not a single one of us that the topic of sleep has not touched in, in some way, shape or form, whether it's us or our loved ones. And I myself can relate to having had uh, sleep challenges, particularly postpartum was when they were worse of all. And <laughs> I'm just, uh, yeah, there's a hormonal component for certain with sleep. I know there's an alcohol impact of sleep that, that I've experienced firsthand. And yeah, I just think that a good night's sleep just makes the day and your mind so much better. Um, so hoping that some of you can get a better night's sleep from what you've learned uh, on these two episodes from Aaron and uh, wishing you all the best. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much, Laura. Thank you so much for joining us today on Where Work Meets Life. 
I'm passionate about sharing insights from experts around the world on topics at the intersection of where work meets life. If you found this podcast useful, please share with others who may benefit and engage with us on social media. For more articles, information, and tips, sign up for my monthly newsletter at my website, drlaura.live. This podcast summary contains links to the psychology practice I founded, Work Evolution, Canada Career Counseling, and Synthesis Psychology, as well as my current employer, Humans, a nationwide organizational psychology firm focusing on culture and performance. Stay well.